Hello, and welcome to Herpaderp, a podcast about breaking the stigma on herpes and empowering the community. I'm your host, Erin DeBost. As always, you can review my episodes on YouTube or find the link to the channel on the podcast Instagram page at Herpaderp Podcast. Thanks! Hey Herpaderpers! Wow, these past few weeks have been so incredible for the podcast and myself, I'm not gonna lie. In case you guys didn't know already, Herpaderp is now part of the Herpes Activist Group, HANDS. HANDS stands for Herpes Activist Networking to Dismantle Stigma. This is exactly the message that I've been trying to seek for so long and the fact that HANDS had only started on October 13th, which was International Herpes Awareness Day. And wow, the incredible turnout and the fact that HANDS has more than 20 members just from this one day and from being involved so much within uh, the herpes community and seeking online support. It's really great how everything has been coming out to be, and I am so happy that Herpaderp is part of this journey. And to kick things off and to really celebrate, I wanted to bring you part of an interview that I was recently in with Courtney Brame. Courtney Brame is the host of Something Positive for Positive People podcast, and also he is one of the members of Hands as well. I had the pleasure with speaking with him the few weeks ago now, and he was interviewing me about my podcast and mission, and I wanted to take the opportunity for you guys to know who Courtney is and also show you snippets of the interview too. Not all of it will be on here, and the episode will be airing in 2019, and I will have that as an episode uh, in the coming year. So with that being said... I'm really excited for this interview. He really asked the tough questions for me, which you can tell, and sometimes I was a little, you know, it's hard to be open with people, but the fact we have this network makes it that much more happening. So here it is. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Courtney Brain, and today I'm here with Erin DeVost, who I've constantly called DeFrost, and it's written on her Instagram page, Herpaderp. Is it just Herpaderp or Herpaderp Podcast? Uh, Herpaderp. It's just Herpaderp. I love that name. It's just so <laughs> fun to say. Herpaderp. I mean, you can playful voices around it. But, um, Erin, you also host a podcast that can be found on YouTube. Yes, um, it's called Herpaderp Podcast, but the official name is Herpaderp. And it is a podcast about uh, breaking the stigma on herpes and empowering the community. So a lot of my podcast has to do with uh, breaking the stigma, but also finding ways to live a more positive and healthy lifestyle around herpes as well, linking at the mental and physical health and also looking at your emotions too. Because in a way, like when you get diagnosed with herpes, you go through this emotional process of trying to understand what it actually is, but also how you can move forward in life. So 
uh, which is really, I only started uh, a few months ago back in August uh, 2018. And so from there, I've just kind of been um, talking a lot about my story to get really listeners um, comfortable and into bring ourselves together and to really find members in the community too, which is why I'm so glad that I found something positive for positive people. Your podcast, Courtney, has really um, opened my eyes to knowing that the community is a lot bigger than who we actually are. So, And one of the things I want to ask you is, at what point did you think to yourself, hmm, maybe I should talk about this, or maybe I should talk about this openly and publicly? For a while, I had always wanted to like open up about having herpes because I know I wasn't alone out there. There weren't that many resources in terms of uh, platforms for sharing. What I did was kind of take on the social media project and brought it to an opportunity to be like, okay, like maybe I should like start a podcast or start a social media strategy and developing a herpes kind of movement around it. And so one of my friends who uh, works part-time at a radio station was helping me in terms of uh, getting like the qual- like the sound quality, but also making sure that I have a clear message going into uh, this podcast as well, being consistent in what uh, I needed to do to get uh, the message across. So what made me empowered uh, the most was just realizing that where I lived didn't have as many resources. So I figured if I reached out on like a national or even now global um, scale, which I know we'll talk about hands seeing that the community is a lot bigger than who we are not to feel as small. If that made sense. <laughs> it does make sense. And I'm so happy to talk about hands with you a little bit later. What hands is for anyone who's wondering is herpes activists networking dismantling stigma. This was put together by Janelle Marie Pierce from the STD project. Um, and it launched on herpes awareness day, which was October 13th. And what we did that day was a, a series of things. So um, Belize Spivy, who runs a lot of uh, women's support groups, let us know. She's like, hey, National Herpes Awareness Day is on this day, October 13th. And uh, collectively, we decided to just get, do away with the word national and just make it Herpes Awareness Day. So what we did was there were two hashtags that were associated with it. And they were hashtag what stigma and hashtag I have herpes and and there was no negative feedback from any of us uh, that we didn't receive any negative feedback. Um, a few people took it upon themselves to open up publicly about having herpes. They used the hashtag, made a selfie, and said I have herpes and I'm tired of hiding. I have herpes and. Um, I'm feeling sexy in my bikini. There was, it was amazing to see the support, the number of people who contributed to the hashtag I have herpes and, and then um, bringing in the support from the people around us was very, it was very moving to see that as well because it gave people who don't have herpes or who don't want to open up about their status an opportunity to contribute as well just by saying hashtag what stigma and saying something positive about someone they know uh, who is living with herpes. And I got a few ego strokes from some friends of mine, but I was just happy that they were willing to post and just let 
the people they know that they know of a resource that they can connect them to. So, um, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about hands as the episode moves on, but we want to talk about her the dirt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bringing it back to the point of the universe teaching you the same lessons over and over again until you get it right. Would you say that this was kind of an example? You can't get out of a pattern until you realize the lesson. This was definitely being diagnosed with herpes. And yes, we have herpes. Like, it's kind of like, now what? <laughs> like, what else could I possibly have kind of thing? But it's definitely eye-opening in that sense, like how we need to just like recognize those patterns and it took me years <laughs> to realize it the easiest way to break a pattern a continual pattern that you recognize is to kind of just like stop doing it and i want to ask you did you stop doing it or like when you noticed the pattern uh that it was easy while it's an easy thing to go back to what you know i think that we're designed for discomfort. We're designed for uncomfortability. We're designed for challenges. And the doing the easy thing is something that impacts your mental health and allows you to potentially put yourself in a bored state, allow yourself to wonder, well, I'm, I'm miserable or not appreciate the positive things that you have or the things that are going on in your life that are in fact good because you're so focused on the, the things that aren't going well for you. And um, I reference Psycho-Cybernetics a lot. This is a book by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. A few things that he points out in this book are that the mind cannot tell the difference between what is real and what's imagined, and it helps you with identifying your self-image. So rather than allowing yourself to continue to go into these negative patterns of behavior or go back to the easy thing, you have to decide the kind of person you are. And an easy way to do that is to say things like, I'm the kind of person who dot, dot, dot. So for me, I will say um, I struggled with continuing to go to the gym and work out. And so I had to say, I'm the kind of person who wakes up early in the morning and works out. So I began to identify with that positive behavior to the point where I'm able to get up consistently and I have to work out in the morning. Workouts in the afternoon for me just are not as good workouts. Mm -hmm. So it's like whenever I don't stick to the kind of person I am and I'm associated with that behavior, it, it makes me, I feel weird. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my mind. And um, another thing that was pointed out in the book is how uh, the mind works. Imagine you are on the bike, on some sort of a bicycle, and your mind is pedaling on that bike. As long as you're moving towards a goal, human beings are, in fact, goal-striving mechanisms, which might, by definition means that we need challenges in life. There's going to be a conscious type of suffering to an extent. It's like when you are conscious of the problems that you are willing to face for a particular goal, then you are better suited to battle, combat depression. And the perfect analogy for this is being on a bicycle. So if you stop moving on that bike, you fall, you fall to the side. But as long as you're pedaling, and you're going in the direction of whatever it is that you're working towards, you're moving, you're, you're good. You know, you'll, you'll keep, as long as you keep going, you'll keep working. But when you fall off the bike, that's what sends you into those negative states, those uh, that makes you more vulnerable to those 
negative behavior patterns that just don't benefit you. And this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, is one that I've listened to over and over and over again. And I always catch something new. So I highly recommend that. And I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Just the lifestyle changes needed to break a pattern. For example, Katie Boyd's Misfit Club, like she is a virtual trainer that I work with. Um, We focus on uh, health, nutrition, uh, wellness, but also um, our spiritual selves as well. And so she really um, helped introduce me to uh, meditation to really kind of take in um, the meditation and to also like learn to let things go because once you can let something go then you could go on to the next level and be a better version of yourself from that and so that's how I kind of took my herpes diagnosis being like yes I'm aware that I have this and like now I have to take care of my body as if it is a temple and to also keep bringing in uh the mental wellness of that as well so and that's something I feel people often um, forget too is just um, it is a mental thing to an emotional concept and to go through in terms of the virus that we have and I agree with you it's it's a nudge in the right direction it's a speed bump metaphorically it's a lot of things uh, but it really just highlights the other things that are going on in your life. It's very easy to point the finger at herpes and blame that. But if you have other lifestyle changes that need to be made for your mental health, physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health even, then that's what herpes is doing for you. It's putting it under a microscope to an extent. And if you're only looking at the microscope, you're going to think that that's the problem. But if you take the time to look through the microscope and see what it's showing you, you're like, oh, it makes you reevaluate who you are as a person, your behaviors, and then your environment. Because we, there, there's always a need for change to an extent. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're designed for that discomfort. We're designed for challenges. And it's really easy to get into the pattern of, oh, well, I have herpes, so I'm only going to date the person who gave me herpes, despite the fact they're a shitty person. They don't have any drive. They don't want to do anything with their lives. They're comfortable with just uh, sleeping all day, missing work every now and then. Like I'm just using this as an example of someone who I wouldn't want to be around uh, or I wouldn't want to pick up their habits. But that's another thing to consider is that the people who surround us, whether we know it or not, we're, they're absorbing things around about us and then we're absorbing things about them. And just because you have herpes does not mean you need to modify your own values, your own beliefs, according to the support system you have for comfort Um, please don't do that. And I I say this, I feel compelled to say this because I do see it a lot and I really would love to be able to help more people just realize like the world is limitless. Like the options are limitless. As soon as you make the decision to not allow this to control you or not to allow yourself to be run by a positive STI diagnosis, the sooner you can be liberated to go off and do whatever it is that you want to do or date whoever, date yourself, even, you know, go and get to know yourself, take care of your body, take care of your mind, take care of your emotions and take care of your spirit. If that's not something you're into, like I use spirit and emotions interchangeably because I feel like humans are connected on that level more than anything. Um, 
whether it be emotionally or spiritually. You can feel someone's emotions and you connect with someone's spirit. So either or whichever way you decide to use it, that's fine. So just just do the challenging thing. You know, and Aaron, you're a perfect example of this. It was probably easy for you to just keep this to yourself until you got tired, until it got hard. And then it was like, you know what? I would rather face the challenge of rejection. I would rather face the challenge of having to learn myself, make changes in my life and put my face out there about herpes because it's bullshit that people feel like they have to go into hiding after a diagnosis when it's 2018 and a lot of people have herpes. (laughs) You're spot on, Courtney. Like, it's just, it's very like, I don't know, to just once you have like that realization of knowing that you can do so much better than how who you the person who you were when your diagnosis can jump so much more forward into now and what is something so much more positive for you but also much more um in tune with what you want to do like herpes is a wake-up call and it's a very like there's no need to be ashamed of it like like you said like it's 2018 like it's about time we start talking about like sex herpes like just to really like get it out there and on the forefront it's something we all have to face it is uh it's not it in a way it's life altering but it's not all as bad as it seems i understand that but a lot of people it's hard for them to get over like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's not the diagnosis itself. It's the person's response to the diagnosis that's life altering. So mm-hmm. for me, for example, like now here I am, I went from knowing nothing about herpes to in this quest of trying to dismantle the stigma around herpes. It's made me open up about this thing that I am so I should be so private about, so secretive about. It's made me, I think it's shifted the course of my life in terms of what I do. Mm-hmm. It made me, like now I'm podcasting. Who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and now I'm like doing, I'm considered an activist thanks to the Hands Network. That's just one more thing that brought us together. And again, Janelle has been amazing in putting this thing together. Uh, Janelle from the STD Project, putting together a network of people who are all doing something different who have a different reach so that we can collectively uh, utilize the same resources and same tools to direct all of our people. Like we can do so much more as a group than any, than any of us can on our own. And Janelle does a lot and you do a lot with the YouTube channel. And there's going to be more for you to come once you start your own podcast. And I would love for there to be the more people who know someone who is living with herpes, the more likely it becomes where when someone discloses that other person they're disclosing to knows someone living with herpes or they have an idea of how not to respond or how to respond and they're going to be more receptive to it. Say, oh, yeah, well, I still I want to sleep with you or I don't want a relationship with you. The acceptance and rejection doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that people are able to make that call based on accurate facts, that they're able to make that call based on uh, the the reality of what an SCI diagnosis is. That's what I hope to see change 
Definitely. And our goals similarly align, which is why I'm so glad that we are we were able to find hands and the fact that it only had started October 13th of this year for this uh, movement of networking for with herpes activists. And like you've mentioned, like we all have our own altar, like we all have our own goals, like around breaking the stigma, but to really come together by force, <laughs> necessarily, is just just, you know, to be together and also like broaden the community of what we have. And, you know, it's only going to get bigger, it's only going to be a bigger movement and you know herpes is so common so we know that you know there's people out there but it's a willing to share and be comfortable um in your own skin and to be really able to you know adapt to the change to this uh yeah movement that's really happening it's really it's such a cool thing to be a part of that we are part of the herpes activist network it's such a necessary thing to have out there but to also know that there is uh this one resource out there that's just going to be so defined by so many members and which is really cool to uh, see that aspect play out for anyone who wants more information on that or if you would like to get involved you can just go to www herpes.education and that will take you directly to the website where you can play around on there and see um, what it, what hands is and you can just see a lot of the information that's there see who's involved and if you'd like to get involved then you can just con- hit the contact us button and uh, let us know how you are able to get involved all right so Aaron I think we covered everything um was there anything else that you wanted to leave us with? And be sure to let people know how they can get in contact with you. I have um, one question for you, Courtney, and then I'll definitely, um, I know. <laughs> um, what is the best advice have either found or given to someone who's been diagnosed with herpes? I think the best advice comes down to self-image. I think consistently the people who have uh suffered through their diagnosis and then thrived from it had a moment or a time where they prioritized themselves and decided the kind of person that they wanted to be. And it's funny because like, it's kind of like when you see something for the first time and you like, or you like it, you see it everywhere. And it seems like everybody has it, but you. So, um, the first time I came across this concept of self image was in psycho cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Marks. And then I started to see it in different podcast guests, uh, Emily, the past, she said, um, in our podcast episode, who will love me? One of the things that she did was she had to love herself. Um, and it's been an ongoing thing for the people who come onto this podcast. They learn some element of self-love, self-care, and decide on the kind of person that they want to be. So whenever I'm seeing people who may post openly about um, being rejected or not being accepted. And I, I say that because those are two different things because a rejection hurts. Like that's how it feels like it, it's painful. Um, whereas not being accepted is more of like an easy letdown, I guess. And the people are just more so not, not necessarily like painfully hurt, like it's an attack on them, but they're just mad at herpes. It's like, why do I have to have herpes? Otherwise I'd be dating this amazing person. And, that's not always the case. And another thing that comes up tying to that is 
how we project ourselves, how we feel about herpes is how we make other people feel about herpes. So I'm at a place now where being out and open about my condition and being that the intention is to help people not have to struggle through the mental challenges and the emotional challenges of dealing with a herpes diagnosis. Um, I have fun with the fact that I believe everybody who knows me or talks to me knows I have herpes. And I, I believe that because I'm the kind of person who Googles everybody. So if I meet you and I talk to you or we do a podcast together or you work out with me, I'm going to Google you and see who you are. So I just assume everybody may do the same thing. Like if I'm going to work with an organization, who am I working with? I'm going to Google that person. So I'm just assuming that everyone knows I have it. So it's like when they ask, oh, I saw that you do a podcast. What's it about? Like, oh, something positive for positive people. I interview people living with SCIs about their uh, condition. And they're like, oh, how'd you do that? Like, well, I have herpes and dot, dot, dot. And they're like, oh. And the look on their faces sometimes, it's like, oh, you didn't know? And when you're able to say it from such a powerful way, like a powerful state of being, it it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining and it's not hurtful because I remember the first few times I've had to disclose and they weren't from a place of power or empowerment. They were from a place of, okay, how are you going to react? Like I'm looking for a reaction from the other person. And so when you bring it to who you are and yourself and you allow for the kind of person you believe yourself to be, to flourish like it, it, it's radiant, it's magnetic, and the people, the kinds of people who I have to disclose to, or I do disclose to, or have these kinds of conversations with, these people are people who are good people. And I, I'll, I'll say that they're kind. I'll say that they just aren't shitty people who are going to run around maliciously like, Courtney has herpes, don't work with him, don't sleep with him. You know, I don't have to deal with any of that. These are the kinds of people who know I have herpes and are open to hearing more about what that looks like. They want to know what is happening through the podcast and they're able to, when they're disclosed to, or if they're disclosed to refer those people to me or the podcast or any of the resources that are available on the podcast. So coming from a place of, I would say like I'm looked at as maybe like an educator or something like that about it because it's, it's, the facts are out there, but it's more so the experiences that I focus on and being able to talk about, okay, well, you may not know this or not, but people who are newly diagnosed with herpes can fall into depression. And that's just not something that is known about herpes. Like you hear these people are shamed, they're sluts, they're whores, or all these different things. And many of us don't even fall into that category. Like, talking to people who've been married, who've only had one partner, who have been in uh, one relationship, may have been cheated on, who had cold sores as a child and just learned that it was herpes. The consistent thing there is people's responses, their reactions to it. And in most cases, it starts out negative and different people respond differently from there and really just climb up the uh, levels of emotion and make their way out of it. And in my case, the most therapeutic, the most healing thing that I can do has been talking to other people about it for 
more people to be able to just witness and observe and make the decision themselves on whether or not they want to become an educator on this or an advocate or an ally. And since then, I've had close friends come to me and say, yeah, I have herpes or that they've dated someone with herpes. And it's just opened up the floor for more conversations about things like this. And we've gotten even deeper than just talking about herpes, which is something that nobody wants to talk about. So it's, it's, it's got this like positive snowball effect in just being able to identify who you are and then deciding what path you want to take. And it, the rest of it just works itself out. Oh, so beautifully said, Courtney. I know I rambled. I said a lot. People don't really ask me questions, so whenever I get a chance to talk, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a listener type of person too, so I like love guiding the conversation. But to really like full hear full insight is really inspiring to me. So you can find um, Herpeter podcast is you can find my channel on uh, YouTube, and I'm also on Instagram as well at Herpeter podcast. All right, now you got to be careful with that because there's also the Herp and derp podcast which is what i was listening to for a few minutes and i was like i don't think this is airing and they're not talking about herpes <laughs> it's herp a derp h-e-r-p-a-d-e-r-p podcast all right now i can be found on instagram twitter tumblr and reddit at h on my chest i will be speaking at south by southwest march of 2019 alongside Laura Aisha, the host of the Ignite Intimacy podcast, who 